What's up, everybody? This is Jerry Ferrara, and you are listening to the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah podcast. What's going on? What's wrong? Turn on the news. Holy shit, Dom, is that you? Yeah, it's me, and I don't know what to do. Well, pull the fuck over. Yo, E, get out of here. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm done, Vin. I'm done. What's up? Dom. No fucking way. Dom is back, and we are back with another episode of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, The Entourage Podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hitty, coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. You know that really hacky joke that people say where they're like, all you podcasters are just recording in your parents' basement. I am literally recording this right now in my parents' basement. The episode this week, Redemption, was one of those just like middle-of-the-road season five episodes, but then my guest... Nick Lamdeus came on the pod, and man, did he bring it. A lot of times we have like comedians on the podcast, and they just want to poke fun at the show and be super ironic, but Nick genuinely loves Entourage. He's a born and bred New Yorker, first time in a long time we've had a true New Yorker on, and he just brought it. His answers for who won the episode and was this an A, B, or D list episode of the show were so good. Stick around for that. Check out his podcast on Blue Wire Networks, Veterans Minimum. And don't forget to check out the social accounts for the podcast, at Oh Yeah Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. This intro is super short. I don't have my recording equipment. Really, really, really enjoyed having Nick on the pod. Hope to have him back on soon. Enjoy the episode, and we'll be back next week with another one. My guest today is the host and founder of Veterans Minimum, a sports conversation podcast hosted by Blue Wire Pods. He's a content creator for WinBet Casino and Sportsbook. He is also a born and raised New Yorker from Queens and a diehard Entourage fan. Nick Lamdeus, welcome to the Entourage podcast. Dude, this is a absolute honor. This is my favorite show of all time. <laughs> JR, you're the man. I, I never campaign to go on shows. But uh, we have a mutual friend, shouts to Kyle, and yep. uh, I saw him retweeting your stuff one time. I'm like, hold on, there's an entourage pod, and I was like, I got to get on there, and now we're here, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. People helping people. Yeah, Kyle Banduho, he was on a couple episodes ago. He's a good friend of mine, good friend of yours, and uh, yeah, man, even just us talking off mic, like your passion for the show comes through. My first question normally for first-time guests is... What is your relationship with Entourage like? When did you first watch it? You go all the way through to the movie. Give me your Entourage story, Lamb. I want to hear it. Oh, dude. Uh, literally, I, I explain to people that this is my favorite show of all time. Now, I'm also a Breaking Bad guy. I also like Money Heist. But Entourage, to me, is like in its own different category. I don't know how you feel about it, JR, but like... This isn't a show I would recommend to just anybody. Like, it's the ultimate bro show. Like, I yep. wouldn't tell, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm single right now. I don't have a girlfriend. But I wouldn't tell my girlfriend, like, hey, you should watch Entourage, you know? <laughs> but, like, all my buddies, I'm like, yo, this is the show to watch. Like, so to answer your question, man, my favorite show of all time, I have a poster in my bedroom of it. I got T-shirts. I follow all the guys on social media. I watched it from the beginning. I had an older cousin who kind of like, you know, I'm wearing a Biggie Smalls t-shirt. He bought me yep, my yep. first uh, 36 Chambers from Wu-Tang and then Ready to Die, the two hip-hop albums, Born and Raised in New York. Um, Queens Boulevard is three blocks away. So uh, I might be the perfect candidate for this show, dude, if I'm being honest. I check a lot of boxes. I've had plenty, I've had plenty of New Yorkers on. You're the first person I've had like from Queens directly, so... I love to hear that, man. I love to hear the passion. So you watched it in 2004, like season one? 2004, I was, what, 12, 13 years old, and mm -hmm. uh, I watched it then. And now this is no BS. I don't know if I could curse on here, so no BS. You can yeah, go ahead. I, uh, yeah. I watch the series once every six months. Dude, I, I, that's what I found. As I, I haven't been recording for two years, and so many people, especially during the pandemic, were like, dude, we need your podcast now more than ever. I'm rewatching the show. That's exactly it, man. And a lot of times, like, I'll have it on and, 
you know, I'm, uh, I was editing right before we started recording, like, all, all of my content. And I'll have it on in the background, like, how people have baseball on or have, like, a sport yep. on. It's, you know, let me throw on an Entourage episode and just, you know, pick up from there. So that's, yeah. I've it's, com- it. it's comfort food. That's what it is. People like to do it with, like, The Office and Parts and Rec. But Entourage is its own special flavor of comfort food, in my opinion. Yeah, man. And you asked me, you're like... I don't know how you feel about Entourage, dude. I started a fucking podcast about it and talked about it every single <laughs> week with somebody. And then, you know, going to post-production on it. So, yeah, dude, I, I feel strongly about it. I'm a little older than you, and people have heard this story before, but I came to the show midway through seasons three and four. So, like, I just chewed through the DVD sets for one, two, and three, and then watched it live all the way through the end. And, uh, yeah, I love this. I love having the show and talking to interesting people from all around the world who – uh have similar but different experiences like yourself. Yeah, dude, it's uh it, it, again, it's it's one of a kind. It's you know, I watched it all through the movie too. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it yep. was just a uh, you know, five or six episodes of Entourage combined in one. But it was 100%. cool, man. You know, and I don't know what it did in the movie theaters or whatnot. It's always weird when you try to make a a series a, a movie out of a series cuz it's like only yeah. really catered to that fan base. But I enjoyed yep. it. I enjoy all the entourage stuff, and and anytime I see the guys, I'm like, oh shit, that's E, you know, like <laughs> oh, oh that's Vince, you know. So it, it's cool, 100%. man. So we're talking today about season five, episode six, redemption. I did have you on for this, particularly because of the Dom arc. He's a born and bred New Yorker. We can talk about Dom as a character as we like go a little bit farther into this week's episode, but. Originally aired on Sunday, October 12th, 2008. Lamb, here's a new question I've been asking people. Where were you on this date? Not like the exact date, but where were you in life in like fall 2008? Wow. Uh, fall 2008. So I graduated. I was a senior in high school. I graduated. Right. My graduating class was 09. Um, so yeah, I was a senior in high school. I was, uh, there's a... <laughs> I was the starting quarterback in my high school, so, like, uh, a lot Very of my cool. friends kind of troll me. They're like, you know, 50 Cent, he has that song, like, damn, homie, in high school, you were the man, homie, what happened to you? <laughs> I was like, dude, he wrote that for me, man. You know, I'm, I'm a prime member of the Wash Club, but, you know, I still get after it on Sundays. But, yeah, man, basically, yeah. I, was a, I was a senior in high school, senior in high school. On this date, or maybe the day before, Saturday, October 11th, so you talking about football, some college football news. For the first time in 25 tries, a MAC team beats the Michigan Wolverines in the big house when the Toledo Rockets beat them 13-10. And during this time in music, the sixth studio album from rapper T.I. was released titled Paper Trail. Famously, he wrote those lyrics down on paper as he awaited trial for federal weapons and possession charges. He says, and this is coming from the man who had the federal weapons and possession charges, that the album highlights his, quote, fear, anger, and guilt as he awaited trial. <laughs> Damn. Talk about, the, talk about a history lesson. Yeah. The album became his number one selling al- album, and it held back-to-back number one hits in Live Your Life featuring Rihanna and mm. Whatever You Like. That was the soundtrack of your senior year. I'm a little older than you. That was the soundtrack of my junior year of college. Really quick, I'll do a quick recap of this week's episode in case uh, the listeners haven't had a chance to watch it. Ari heads to the Greens to take down Alan Gray in a game of golf, hoping to win Vince the role in Smoke Jumpers. But Ari realizes he's got his work cut out for him when he meets Gray's new coach, Phil Mickelson. And Gray also invites Bob Ryan along just to annoy Ari. Meanwhile, Vince convinces Drama to hire Turtle as his new assistant, and he begrudgingly agrees, putting Turtle through the paces. Just as Eric is about to take his client Charlie to a pilot pitch, Vince gets a call from their old friend Dom, who needs bailing out of jail. Eric doesn't buy Dom's story, but Vince convinces Eric to put up the money, and a nervous E and insists on keeping Dom in his sights all day, not wanting to lose out on his 100K. When they finally arrive back at Dom's house, they discover that his story holds up. E feels bad, especially when Dom's new wife takes off with their baby and when she learns that Dom has been arrested. Turtle quits after a day under Drama's thumb and back on the golf course, it turns out Alan Gray has been hustling Ari. When Gray turns on the heat, Ari loses bid until Alan vents his rage and collapses dead on the course. Lamb, uh, what was your favorite moment from this week's episode of Entourage? Dude, so my favorite moment is uh, when, and this is so like shallow, but at the end when E gets the phone call from Ari yeah. and yeah. he's like, what happened? And he's like, it's, you know, it's going to be hard to meet with him because uh, Alan is dead. 
He's like, dead. He's like, yeah. So what happens now? He's like, I'm going to go back to my family or whatever. Yeah. And then he relays the message to Vince, and there's like a panic, like, oh, that's awful. And then drama just goes, is it, bro? <laughs> and it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's so shallow, but it's so entourage. It's like, so entourage. I, I, and I'm going to get the common theme throughout this whole episode as I was watching. I rewatched it three times after you told yep. me about it. And the cool thing about entourage, also a little side note, episodes are like 23 minutes. So it's like just, it's just absolutely perfect, right? So yeah, I rewatched it and, and like, it's really, a, uh, it's all of what entourage stands for. In this yep. one episode, which is really dope. But I like that line, man, because it just kind of leaves you on, on a cliffhanger, too, for the next episode. Like, damn, what happens now? And you know what? In a way, yeah, the dude died, but could be a good thing for us. The dude was never nice to Vince. Obviously, he like hired him for Aquaman in season two, and then Vince kind of screws him over. We're not doing Aquaman two, but... That is how a group of guys would react to that news. They don't know him personally. They're not they're not super emotional and like drama coming in with like kind of the obvious that's on everyone's mind. Is it, bro? And then the uh Imagine the song with Dre and Snoop uh, just like drops right then. It's it's fucking it's a great moment. I completely agree. It uh it's a nice bow on this episode which has some really nice up and down moments which we'll obviously get through. Give me some good news, Ari. Well, I lost the bet. Oh, great. Maybe you can organize a poker game with him tomorrow. No, yeah, that's going to be a little difficult, seeing as how Alan is dead. What? He's dead, Eric. The joy of me losing was too much for his angry little heart. So what now? Well, now I go home to the family because I realize life is short. And tomorrow we can see how alive Vinny is. Listen, be well. Alan's dead. He had a heart attack. Jesus. It's awful. Is it, bro? Mine was a little oh, bit more, my favorite moment was a little bit more on like a personal note. I really related to drama just stopping production on Five Towns because he has to eat because his blood sugar is low. I'm like, oh, bro, I have 100% been there. I've, like, held up caravans of people going on, like, hikes. I've, like, made my wife pull off at random exits. I'm like, I gotta eat right fucking now. And him just, like, throwing a massive fit when Turtle gets, like, the raisin brand raisins wrong or something like that. I, dude, that is, I, I feel seen with drama's uh, uh, outrage in that scene, 100%. Oh, man, you're talking to someone who, like, uh, all my friends cut my ass of, like, I have the worst bladder you'll you'll see for a 31-year-old. I do Tiny drink, a, I do, yeah, I do, like, drink a lot of water, too, and I kind of do, like, the gallon a day thing. I'm pretty active. Yeah. I do jujitsu and all this shit, but it's, like, nice. I piss a lot. So, like, when we're, <laughs> if we're going on, like, a three-hour trip, I'm pulling over three times. Like, it's just yep. on the hour every time. So, I'm going to be those dudes that they market those, like, uh, large prostates and waking up <laughs> waking up frequently at night to use the bathroom it's gonna be me yeah. in like 30 years johnny you come right here and say you're a line then brandon comes from up here and says what are you stupid great let's shoot it wait hold on a second here's my guy finally he's mine casey let him go all right where you been slicing bananas which wasn't easy to do with a plastic knife but i did good right too slow, but you did a race. <laughs> Johnny, let's go. Hold on a second, I'm running on fumes. What's this? What? These aren't Raisin Bran raisins. Yeah, they are. What do you think, I'm stupid? What's that got to do with anything? There's no sugar coating on these raisins. The milk probably washed it off. These are sun-made raisins. Don't fuck with my palate. Any time now, drama. Hold on a second. I'm calling Vince. No, 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 fine. They they ran out of Raisin Bran. So you couldn't run to 7-Eleven? I didn't think I had enough no, time. No, you didn't think. And you're not thinking doesn't get me what I want. And when I don't get what I want, my day's done. Sorry, John. Yeah, well, sorry don't fill my belly. Every week, Lam, we talked about our favorite bros being bros moment. Just what's the... I mean, that's this whole show is bros being bros. Yeah. But, like, take that at whatever definition and just tell me what you saw as your own bros being bros moment this week. I have a, a couple because there's some good ones. There are some good ones. But I have a saying with my friends where it's like... No matter how wrong you might be, you're right to me, right? Oh, I love that. And it's when drama tells Turtle, 
I'll bury you at work, <laughs> but never to the outside world. I was like, yes. Like, if you're my guy, you're my ride or die. You're my like yeah. my homie for life. Yeah. I'll pull you aside and be like, you know what, John? You were a dick back there, man. But not in front of everyone else. Like, I got your back, dude. That's how I am. That's like, you know, I'm a Mets fan, right? I've been through a lot of hard. I'm a Knicks fan. I've been through a lot of pain, John. So I'm super, I'm super loyal. And I just love that. And it's like, look, for as wrong as you might be and for as bad as you might have been, when Vince asked or when, uh, excuse me, when uh, Drama told Vince, he's like, you know, he did a good job. And he's like, yeah. I'll bury you at work, but not to the outside world. I love that. Look, I was hard on you today. You think? I mean, most guys would be thrilled to see a girl in her underwear sitting in their trailer. But I'm not like most. <laughs> no, you are not. Anyway, you prove something to me right now. More importantly, I think you prove something to yourself. You think this is a job you want to keep? Why, you want to keep me? I mean, you were rough in patches. But I think you could grow into it. You didn't tell Vince I did good? I already did, on the phone. Even before I did all this? I'll bury you at work, but never to the outside world. I'm gonna toughen you up, though, Turtle. Oh. You sound good? Is the day officially over? Yep. Then it sounds great. But you're not gonna get the door for me? Nope. Ah. What are you doing? I'm telling you I quit, you jerk off. coming back i love that that is easily the best bros being bros moment there's a kind of like similarly pathed is the whole eric vince dom thing where eric does not trust that dom is gonna pay him back or dom's not gonna stiff bail but like there's this moment outside of the jail where eric literally says to vince why do you always believe in him and vince is like why do you always believe in me it's instinct my instinct says that one of these days dom's gonna come through and he says i really hope that day is today is there a Bank of America around here? Is I, I got him, that type thing. And then you kind of learn later that, like, Dom had their back growing up a couple times. And, like, that's boys being boys. Like, it doesn't matter how many times our buddies fucked up over the course of 20, 30 years. Like, we got his back. Even if getting his back means taking out a down payment on a house and bailing <laughs> him out of jail. <laughs> how much is your bail? A hundred grand. Fuck that. You've grown cold, E. Oh, come on. Hollywood has made you cold. You buying any of that nonsense? What nonsense? You thought he had weed in his car? And his mother-in-law has glaucoma? Uh, why would he lie about that? Because he's an arch criminal. He lies about everything. He always has. I have to get him out. Why, so he can run off and lose all the money? The guy's got a baby. He's not going to run. How do you know? What, you think he's lying about that, too? You actually think there's someone out there that would fuck him? You know, I don't care. I have to get him out. If he runs, it's on me. And the hundred grand? Well, that's on you. For now. I mean, if you have it. Look, I really hate to ask, but if you have it, I'd appreciate it. Do you have it? Why do you always believe in him? Why do you always believe in me? Instinct. I've known Don for 25 years, and my instinct says one day he's going to redeem himself. Yeah, well, I hope that day's today. Things to be of A around here? There was one other one I wanted to bring up, which is, it's the opening scene. It's when, like, uh, Turtle's looking through the want ads, and Drama's like, come on, on the hop. I had a 9.30 call time. He's standing at the counter drinking coffee, and he's just smoking Turtle. He's he insults him like three times in a row. Like I, I won't I won't do the whole scene here for you. I'll, I'll insert the audio clip. But at the end of it, literally Turtle's like, "Jesus, you're on fire today!" And Vince like high fives him because the last thing that he says is, "Uh, Drama goes just because you've been living in Fantasyland doesn't qualify to you run Iraq." And Turtle goes, "Whatever you need, I will do it, Drama." And he goes, "I think that means if you want, you can fuck him." Yeah. And then they all just like start dying laughing. When you're with your boys and and one of them's just like on it that day, you know, just like on their A game, you got to step back and give them props. You got to be like, dude, you're on one today. And it's a great feeling. Yo, I recently, that happened to me where like my entire group of friends for about an hour and a half were just <laughs> roasting me like comedy <laughs> central roast. We had just lost a, we, so I, we play football on Sundays, really competitive league. It's like a thousand dollar buy-in. It's Ooh. you know, it's like five, six thousand dollars to first place. We're yeah. the we're the number one seed, and like there's a joke. Like everyone that I play football with, they call me the Aaron Rodgers of the league, and it's like wow, uh, league MVP, best offense. I've won one. I've won one championship, and I've laid many, many eggs in the playoffs. <laughs> where it's like I can't complete a pass. It looks like. It, it looks horrible, right? So we end up losing our playoff game as the one seed. And then we yeah. go to my buddy's house for the weekend. 
and we're we're sitting poolside. We're all hammered. We're drinking beers. We're throwing the football around. And then it just turned into like a planned assault on me. And I was just getting fried for an hour and a half. And I'm loving it. Like I, I'm a ball buster. I'm a troll. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I, I'm a fire starter. I like to like, you know, say something to John that's going to get him. And then everyone yeah. else is going to. And then I just step away. So to have that be done to me, like I know exactly what you're talking about in that scene where like everyone just gangs up on it. And it, it is a bros versus uh, bros and bros moment. How those one eggs looking, turtle? Depressing. You guys think I could uh, sell myself to old broads for cash? Yeah, if they have vision problems. Turtle, you really don't have to get a job. Uh, yeah, man, I really do. I mean, I need a little cash in my pocket. You got your face to land, pussy. What do I got? A point. I got some cash I can give you. No, no way. I'm not taking anything from you when you're hurting. Turtle, I appreciate it, but I'm not hurting that bad. Uh, yeah, Vince, you are. It's just temporary. We all know you're going to bounce back. Well, let's find you a job, then. You have any ideas yet? <clears throat> really, just one, and it ain't in there. What is it? You know, John has been looking to hire an assistant. Since I go to work with the guy half the time anyway, what do you think? Hey, that's not a bad idea. Why not keep it in the family? Look, could you bring it up to him? Because I know if I do, he's going to give me a hard time. Sure. You ready to go? Yeah. Hey, Johnny. Hey, bro. How about hiring Turtle as your assistant? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, come on, John. It's only temporary. No way. Why not? Because what I'm looking for in an assistant, you don't have. And what's that? An ass I want to fuck. <laughs> oh, please. You haven't hired an assistant because you haven't found an ass cheap enough to work for you yet. What's the going rate for assistants nowadays? Well, other cast members are paying around 700 but I won't go over 250 Make it 300 cash and he's in. 300 I'll get the rest back to you when I get a job. Sounds good. Not to me, it don't. Come on. Bro, he's never going to be able to handle the job. Please, I handle work for Vince. I can handle work for you. Working in fantasy land don't qualify you to run Iraq. Whatever you need, I will do, Drama. I think that means if you really want, you can fuck him. <laughs> You're just on fire today. <laughs> Come on, bro. There's no way he's ever gonna listen to me. But like, it, it also isn't something you saw on TV that often. Or if you did, it was it felt like this really inauthentic, like pre-written thing. And obviously, like all these insults that E throws at Turtle have been written. But like the camaraderie these guys have, the kind of natural feeling they've been around each other for five six years now like and we've watched them be around each other it made it feel that much better 100 percent, dude what was your least favorite moment from this week's episode it ties into what you said with uh with e and vince but not when they're leaving prison i you know how they say like hindsight is 2020 right yep. i i didn't like that brief moment when uh they're at dom's house and they hear the car spin off. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, I knew it. I knew I should have never trusted him. And it's like, you know, I hate, John, if you and I agree on something to do, right? And like, yeah, yeah maybe I, I'm not someone to do this, right? Like, us two agree to do something. And you're like, hey, man, let's go to this bar. I've heard it's amazing. It's a good-ass time. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of girls. There. I don't know what your relationship status is. But, like, you know, let's go and pick up some chicks. And then we go there, and it's an awful time. I'm yeah. not someone to be like, oh, John, you're an asshole. Why'd you take I us there? I fucking told you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like that. So when E turns and goes, I knew it, Vince. We should, I should have never listened to you or whatever. And then Dom comes out. It's like, you see, dude, don't be quick to judge kind of yeah. thing. So yeah. I didn't like that 100%. just because it's completely different of what, what, like how I am. Do you feel guilty now? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's changed a little. Third grade, Mikey Camarado tried to kick your ass. Yep. Who stopped him? Dom. Dom. In fifth grade, he wanted to kick your ass. <laughs> Dom stopped him again. Oh, to Dom. To Dom. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. <sighs> I don't believe this. I do. I'm so stupid, I never should have trusted him. No one ever should have. Dom. Told me if I ever went to jail again, she would leave me. I thought if I could just explain, she would understand. You could take me to jail now. It's funny, Connolly's a Long Island guy. I thought you'd have his back a little bit more, but I doubt it. <laughs> um, and here's the only reason I'm gonna defend him in this scene. He's at 100K on the line, and it's like probably all of his money and all the money that the crew has collectively. I'd be a little jittery and jumpy. I'd be a little like, 
what's going on? Did, did the car just take off? And I would immediately throw some doubts in. Like, I, I get what you're saying. It's not a good look from E, but mm. it, overall, like, you got to kind of understand his predicament. Nah, that's a that's a strong take. And also, like, E is a uh, he's an Islander fan, and I'm I'm a Ranger fan, so I do gotta you know, like, that's my guy. I do like him, but you know, also the sports coming. Yeah, all right, you know? all right. <laughs> so here's a good kind of segue or point to kind of jump out and ask you a pretty high arcing question. What was your thoughts on Dom as a character in Entourage? How did you feel when he showed up early season three after Vince had gotten Aquaman? He disappears after two episodes and then this is his kind of like redemption arc. How did you feel about the character overall? Uh, I'm super curious, especially coming from a New Yorker. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's, I mean, I have friends that growing up, we, like looked up to them because they were the guys that you would go to if like, man, someone's bothering Josh. It's like, all right, there was always a Dom in the crew, right? There was That's like, awesome. like kind of <laughs> like the muscle in a way, yeah. uh, or always like, you know, if, uh, if you were at this bar, if Dom is there, you know, that like no bullshit's going to go down. Like he had yeah. the respect of the neighborhood and there were always guys like that. And then, you know, most of them don't turn out to be anything crazy or successful, but sure. it's like one of those things where like they were they love you and care for you before you were a movie star and like mm-hmm. they'll call mm-hmm. you out on your bullshit and whatnot. So like yeah. those are the guys that are in the crews that are very relatable. Funnily enough, like in doing this podcast, I was kind of getting towards these Dom episodes with some apprehension. I was like, man, I gotta talk about Dom. I never liked Dom as a character. But, you know, in doing the research, talking to enough people you realize that, like, the Dom character is supposed to elicit this exact reaction from people. He's a disruptor. He comes in. He throws off the dynamic of the group. It's supposed to show, like, they're from a different life. They're no longer part of that life. And, like, he doesn't really belong. Which is why when he shows up, it's so disorienting and jarring. And then when he leaves, it feels so good because things are back to normal. Now, I remember watching this episode live back in 2008 when I was a junior in college. And thinking, wow, they really went all in on Dom having a complete 180 in, like, less than two years. I think it's because, like, Ellen and the crew wanted to really redeem the character. They really liked Dominic Lombardazzi as an actor. But making him a father, a business owner, a churchgoer, and, like, having a blind mother-in-law all in a span of, like, a year and a half, two years. Even to me now, I'm like, it's a little bit far-fetched. I, I, I appreciate what they're trying to do. But I would say overall, it's not my least favorite moment, but it's just like my, my least favorite like like narrative choice is having Dom be basically a fucking saint. It's like a little too much in my opinion. Uh, I hear what you're saying, and, and there is some truth to that that I agree. But I do think that there are people that like, you know, I have a, I have a friend of mine who was a wild boy growing up. And then like he, he like found God and then all of wow. a sudden just became like a saint. And I'm talking about like within one summer and we were just like, hold on, how, what you like, you know what I'm saying? So I think that also shows that it it, like certain people, maybe you find the right girl or the right boy, whatever you're Mm -hmm. into. And it's like, you know, you, you get a different outlook on life and then you have a kid and then that changes things, you know? So I do get that too. Yeah. Did it happen quick? Yeah. But also like, I think because you don't see him. Yeah. What is the timeline of Entourage? You know, so yeah. I I wasn't that I wasn't that I was I was okay with it basically. Is what I'm All saying. All right, that's fair. And dude, that's a great counterpoint that I like didn't even think about. Like there are people who change. It's usually at the hands of a significant other. It's like really hard to elicit a ton of change just completely on your own. But it's fair. I think it was me kind of over being overly critical. Of like man, the writers and director really went hard on Dom being like a good guy <laughs> in this uh, episode. But uh, you know. He's also fucking going to jail at the end of it. So, like, how good is he? That type of thing. Uh, Oh, the other little thing that Dom does that, like, might not be my least favorite moment, but, like, Eric follows him into the bathroom, and he's, like, talking to him while he pisses. Don't talk to me while I piss, bro. I don't – I need to concentrate. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean, man. Sometimes I'll go to use the bathroom, and I'll just be there, and I'm like, I don't know. It's just not not flowing right now, man. Give me a second. Yeah. Let me me just, like – Settle my mind and like, you know, just relax. Think relaxing thoughts. Um, obviously, Dom Lombardarzi is an incredible actor. He's had an insane resume. De Niro cast him in a Bronx tale when he was 17 years old. 
He's known for plenty of roles. Breakout teens on A&E. He was in The Irishman. He's in the team of Staten Island. Obviously, he played Ralph Delino on Oz. Hurt on The Wire. This entourage stint he did was just like a very, very small, like, exit on this like crazy career highway but like a lot of people know him as dom from entourage yeah and they don't like him which is a bummer yeah fun fact bronx tale filmed at my high school oh that's awesome. yeah brian high school right down the road from uh where i live very cool lamb what uh was the most entourage moment of this episode and you can take that at whatever you consider entourage to be yeah so my favorite was the entire Ari Gold versus Allen Golf outing. And the reason why is that's the epitome of Entourage. They'll do whatever yeah. it takes to take care of their own. And to yep. me, he put his uh, golf game to test against this guy. And you saw the stress that he was going under. And he's, you know, he's doing the whole, the, you know, the yeah. typical <laughs> mannerisms of Ari Gold. Yep. And yep. that was, to me, dude, that was my favorite thing. It's like, this is what Entourage is. They're going to go to bat for their guy. Ari shows his loyalty to Vince once again, despite having all these clients as well. It's like, that's the guy that put me on the map, the Mentos commercial yep. and all that. So to me, that was my favorite, uh, the most Entourage moment for me from this episode. We'll get to celebrity cameos, obviously, but also putting Phil Mickelson in that mix makes it even more entourage. You know what I mean? One of the five greatest golfers alive, that type of thing. Like, it's it's wild. Well, looking very nice, Ari. Glad to see you still got your swing, so I'm not going to feel too bad taking all your money. The only time you ever took my money is when you fucked me on a deal, Alan. Well, my game's improved immeasurably over the last 10 years. Today, I'm going to fuck you on the course. I look forward to that. Just like the old days when we were coming up and we were hey, nobodies. Alan. How are you, Bob? How are you? Good to see you. Everything good? Yeah, I was supposed to play around with Pete McDonough. He had an emergency, he didn't show up, so I forgot I'd just come and whack a few balls before I go home. At your age, the fact that you can whack anything is a miracle. Ha ha. Always <laughs> too clever for your own good, Ari. Oh, well, you're right about that, Bob. <laughs> Wait a minute. You annoy Ari. Why don't you join us? Alan. Come on, you can talk to me about that picture you've been trying to get me to make. What, the Ramones picture? Sure thing. It's not dead? Not dead. Nothing's ever dead in this town. You're living proof of that, Bob. I, I took it a different way. Most entourage moment is the exchange with Turtle and Drama on the Five Towns set where Tur Drama's like, did you get all this stuff on my list done? And he's like, nope. He's like, did you get my picture picked up? Nope. Did you do my dry cleaning? Nope. He's like, but I got you this. And he swings open the trailer door and there's a half-naked woman like, Holding a drink, I'm like, only an entourage, man. Only an entourage is Turtle, A, picking up that extra, and B, she's just, like, waiting there in her underwear. Just, it makes you laugh out loud now, fucking 14 years later. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good one, too. That was definitely a good one. What's up, boss? How'd you get back so fast? <sighs> good shoes. No, seriously, you do everything on the list? No, not everything. Did you get my dry cleaning? Nope. Did you get my picture from the framing store? Nope. Did you get my Peter Thomas Roth anti-aging cleansing gel? I did not. What did you get me? This. Who's that? It's an extra. You're her favorite character. What am I supposed to do with her? Oh, fuck her. What do you think? Well, you think I need you to pick up extras for me to bang? Oh, I did have to charm about 20 of them before I found one that would say yes. Do you know how stupid this is? I thought it'd make you happy. No, it doesn't make me happy. I can't have an extra in my trailer. I got sexual harassment lawsuits coming out of my ass as it is. Well, I never heard about those. I don't tell you everything. You said you wanted an assistant that you could bang. Yeah, because you're paying an assistant to keep her mouth shut. These girls are just jerking their way to a lawsuit. Between this and my meltdown on The View, you can get me thrown off this show. What was your favorite line or quote from this week's episode? Staying with the golf course <laughs> when Alan tells him, you've been hustling me. And he's yeah. like, hustling yeah. you? He's like, you got Phil fucking Mickelson. <laughs> he's like, it's it's. It's one of the best Ari outbursts in, like, a couple episodes, 100%. Yeah, that one was, like, classic. It's like, you're going to tell me that I'm hustling you. Now you're a lefty. But you have, yeah. like you said, one of the five greatest golfers of all time in your corner. It's showing you, no, this is how this is how you should <laughs> shoot it here, Alan. So that was, that was just great. Nice drive. Best of the day. Finally. Huh? <laughs> have you been hustling me, Ari? I'm sure he has been. You got Phil fucking Mickelson teaching you and this idiot yammering in my ear all day and I'm hustling you? 
You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to focus extra, extra hard from now on, Alan. Me too, me too. All right, see, we stopped playing together, what was it, 10 years ago now, right? It's about when I met Phil. Yeah, he saw a real flaw in my game. Got me to fix it, though. But actually, I haven't used his advice today. Didn't seem to need it until now. What advice did he give you? Like me, he's better as a lefty. There's, I'm staying on Turtle and Drama because I really like the Turtle and Drama, like, side quest here. But there's a little moment, again, along the lines of right after he shuts the door on the, like, half-naked extra, where Drama goes, you know how bad this is? I can't have extras in my trailer. I got sexual harassment lawsuits coming out of my ass as it is. And Turtle goes, well, I never heard about any of those. And Drama goes, I don't tell you everything. It's like, it's just such a funny, like, it makes you stop for a second. Like, is Drama, like, uh, in litigation right now for, like, a million different sexual harassment lawsuits? <laughs> and, the, and the reaction from Turtle was great because he's like, dude, we, we kind of tell each other. And them two in particular yeah. have been through so much, right? Like, there's, yeah. there's so much. Like, to me, I always feel, John, as if it's, like, it's, it's always Ian Vince. And then, like, it's always Turtle and Drama. Like, they always, you know, yep. it was the furry outfits, that scene yeah. from that one season. You know, like, it's always them oh, yeah. two together. And it was funny to just say, wait, that, that's never happened to you. Yeah, and there's always, like, that's so they're always, like, the B plot. And the C plot's usually Ari and Lloyd, mm. like, up to something on behalf of Vince or an E. So I talked last week when we did Tree Trippers, the Joshua Tree episode, about how that episode's a departure from that plot structure because it's literally just like the six main characters in the desert tripping on mushrooms there's no real b plot there's no like interweaving of like devices or machination it just really is truly like hanging out with these dudes as they lose their minds on psychedelics which is fun but it's just not super standard for uh, an entourage episode i have another favorite line uh it's when ari's on the phone with e and it's about alan you mentioned it before it precedes drama being like is it bro but Ari goes, he's dead, Eric. The joy of me losing was too much for his angry little heart. It's just such good writing. And it's something that Ari would say. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, Ari has a lot of moments throughout all the seasons. I mean, throughout the whole series existence where it's like, this guy will do anything to, like, <laughs> close the deal. Like, they were, you know, he's uh, he's at the, the church. And, uh, yep. you know, it's like... Um, with the with the one producer with the, the one guy who's like his family has all that money made off yeah, 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 yeah so yeah, it's yeah, like you yeah, know yeah. Or, arthur arthur made yeah for, or, for medean yeah him and nikki rubin right right or or when he goes to therapy with his wife and she's like <laughs> i thought i thought you put the phone away he's like this is the emergency phone you know so it's the like he line, does baby. he does everything and anything to get the deal done 100%. And it blows up his marriage, which, you know, that's not come. It's coming in a couple seasons. The music on this show, pretty iconic. Scott Venner, music producer, always ends each episode with a bang. There's a few good songs in this week's episode. Any songs jump out at you, Lamb, as being particularly good? I think the only one that stood out was the one you mentioned before with Dr. Dre. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, you're right. Like, I actually, I, I, I hit a Saigon phase for a little bit. Like, he had a, he had a, he had a song yeah. that was on Madden or maybe maybe NBA live and it was like an absolute banger. And I always felt like, yo, he's one of ours, you know, like we, we, we heard yeah. him on entourage and in the line he goes in one of his songs, he's like, it's like me on entourage boy. I'm playing myself. Like in, in one, <laughs> I, I forgot the beginning of it, but I always remember that. And it's like, Oh shit, that's right. He played himself in entourage. So that's pretty good. It's pretty meta. Uh, yeah. The song is called imagine featuring D'Angelo and Dr. Dre by Snoop Dogg. It's over the end credits. It's one of the better end credit songs this season. And then Neil Young's song, Only Love Can Break Your Heart, it literally is like during Alan's meltdown, heart attack, death, and then Drama and Turtle having their little, uh, their boys exchange where Turtle gives him the middle finger and drives off. So two good songs. Those are both going to be on the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah music playlist. It's on Spotify. I'll throw a link in the show notes to uh, listen to it if you guys are interested. Okay, usually we talked about like best and worst celebrity cameos. There's really only one actual celebrity cameo in this, and it's Mickelson. Mm -hmm. But I'm also going to include Shad Moss, a.k.a. Charlie the Comedian, a.k.a. Lil Bow Wow. This dude's supposed to be a comedian, and he's not funny, and he's not 
charismatic, and I've never understood what he's doing in this season of Entourage. It was like big news when he signed on way back in 2008, but like, I don't know. What were your thoughts on, on Bow Wow's performance? Yeah, to me, I put best celebrity cameo was Mickelson because he actually had like a funny role in it too, and you know, it ties yep. into the whole golf stuff. And then, yeah, for me, Bow Wow was kind of like the worst one, only by default because, like you said, there weren't as many cameo appearances, but also it kind of just. Like, even the attention isn't on him with Amy Miller, right? Like, yeah. she's, oh, my God, Vince. So, Vince, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. It's like, well, he's the main priority now, you know? So, kind of was, uh, I could have done without him. I feel like if he's not in that episode, it doesn't really take away much. I mean, it definitely gives, like, E and Vince something they have to go do, which is, like, why the the Dom uh, news good is, point. Like, so stressful. Good point. And, like, E has to follow you know, uh, into the bathroom around this like TV studio, that type of thing. So like, I get why they had to do it, but like Shane Moss's character, like continues into the next season. Mm. He, he, he could have easily been like an episode art guy, two, three episodes, but I think he hangs around for like 10 episodes. And that's about six or seven too long. In my opinion. Oh, look here. Sorry, John. No, look, don't worry about it, man. We're just going to walk right now. Oh, Hey, uh, want you to meet my running late manager. This is, uh, Eric Murphy. How are you? Vincent Chase. Oh, hi. Hey, Amy Miller. Uh, will you be joining us for... Oh, everybody is. We're all coming in. I'm coming in? Yeah. Please. Why the fuck am I coming in? Sorry about that. Come here. So, Vince, are you involved with this project? Well, I'm involved with the management company, so I'm here to put my support behind Charlie. Well, Charlie, we can't wait to hear what your ideas are. You know, I loved what you did at the comedy store. So. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Yeah, we think Charlie's going to be the next Chris Rock. Well, well, me personally, I think I'm more of a Steve Martin kind of guy, but wait, he was the race car, did he? Oh, I get it. So, anyway, what's the idea? Oh, well, he's going to intro the premise. Uh, okay, excuse so me. Before you guys get started, I just need to use the toilet. Uh, it's about, uh, it's about skate kids down by the beach. It's called Venice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, uh, I need to use the, uh, the bathroom, too. I will be, I'll be right back. <clears throat> Vince is my new manager. Hey. <laughs> okay. Thought you had to be in there, right? Nah, Charlie's got it under control. Seems like a nice kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're going to piss or what? I'm pissing. Silent stream, huh? Yeah, back to Nick Mickelson. He's obviously been in the news a lot lately. And at least, like, him helping two degenerates gamble on the golf course kind of aligns with his interests. But it's not, like, an incredible performance. It's just an incredible celebrity. You know what I mean? I think he's... A little wooden. There's the scene where, like, we find out that, like, Alan Gray has been hustling Ari. And <laughs> fucking Mendelssohn does. Like me, he's better as a lefty. And it's like, dude, how many times did you read that line? That's a that's a really uh, tough line read, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think my my personal favorite was the, the Tom Brady episode. Just because I'm a, I'm a huge Giants fan. And... Yeah. Uh, you know, like to me, I, I personally, I like Brady. You know, the Giants beat him twice when it mattered. Yeah, so I have nothing against yeah. Tom. Like, it's cool. You're his, Eli's his dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was, that was probably my favorite cameo. A little biased, obviously. But yeah, Mickelson was, it, 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 it is interesting how, you know, he's a notorious gambler too. There's been many reports. Yeah. And now with this whole stuff with the PGA tour going on and whatnot in the, in the live group, it's, uh, it's fascinating to see it aging, you know, kind of still relevant in a way. Just a little note, so what the Tom Brady episode you're referencing is uh, an episode called Four. It's in season seven of Entourage. The original uh, NFL star that was supposed to be in that episode was your boy Eli. Eli backed out like the week of, and they called Tom Brady because Wahlberg is obviously close with Tom Brady. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I feel like Eli so Eli I. got cool after he retired. Exactly. Like when he when he finished and now he's doing the the, the Manning cast. He's done yeah. like he's been pretty like he's a little more raw in some interviews now where he, he the filters taken away. Like Eli Manning yeah. now is cool. Back then, yeah. like yeah, the Tom Brady Cole was definitely a nice replacement. 
definitely. Brady, like, can play with himself a little bit. And all those guys just being, like, enamored by him. I don't know if it's the same with Eli there. You know what I mean? Like, Turtle would have been enamored as a Giants fan. But it didn't bring the star wattage that Brady did. And think about the dynamic between Brady inviting Turtle to come to dinner. Because Giselle, yeah, you know, so she good. loves Jamie Lynn and all that. And then it's <laughs> like, you, you can't have... That was a big part of that episode. You can't have that if it's Eli. So, I, I'm... Shouts to Tom Brady. This is a new category. I don't know if it really applies for this week's episode, but like best perk, like best swag, VIP access car. They don't really have anything that cool. Every once in a while you get like some insane gift or some insane thing that Vince takes the boys on doing, but I don't, I don't have anything unless you do. Nah, man, I've really struggled with this one. And as I was watching it, I was like, ah, you know, there's usually like a sneaker that Turtle wears or an outfit or, you know, a vintage Mitchell Ines throwback jersey that he throws on. And yep. it was kind of just like vanilla stuff, nothing too crazy. So, well, well, we'll have you back on when there's like, you know, an Aston Martin or a fucking, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I need some drip, bro. <laughs> Did you have anything for keeper or sleeper material at the the the? Well, so definitely not a it. definitely not a keeper or wifey, but uh, please <laughs> stay away from this girl. Was the assistant on uh five five towns? Five towns? Oh when yeah, she's, the shit who's drugged. Yeah, she th- definitely don't want to be with that girl. Are you kidding me? She's like, oh, oh yeah, I, th- I slip on my Xanax. That's why he's all, it's like, whoa, hold on. If you're doing that to him, you, yeah. you <laughs> what are you doing to your man? Get, get those red flags out of here. <laughs> so definitely not wifey, but definitely staying away Dude, from that one. That's a great fucking call. Didn't even consider her. She has one line. She's like, look, Brandon, he's so relaxed. And you looked over and the guy's like nearly catatonic and said. <laughs> so yeah, definitely don't want to. Imagine be. if Brandon had a heart condition and she killed him doing that. That would be fucking wild. Yo, yeah, exactly. Jesus, I thought Brandon was an asshole. Yeah. Drama's in the class all by himself. Sorry, I got an idiot for yourself. I got a lot. Well, they all have their days. That's why I put a Xanax in Brandon's coffee every morning. Come on. Oh, yeah. Look how relaxed he is. A happy boss means a happy assistant. Find a way. Trust me, you'll have much less work to do. How would this episode be different today plot-wise? And not like, you know, oh, cancel culture bullshit. Just like if the same thing happened. I don't think there's a lot of differences, to be honest with you. The biggest difference, because of the rise of social media... The boys are never in a spot where they're broke. Yeah, that's true. Vince yeah. is probably promoting like fit tea or, sure. or like, you know, hashtag ad and yeah. they're making money still, you know, like some of these actors and, you know, I, I uh, one of my favorite articles that comes out every year is like a Forbes list of social media posts. It's like Kylie Jenner. It costs like two million dollars for her to post something of yours. And sure. Vince in this in this show is a A plus like a A list actor, right? Star of the biggest gross movie of all time. Right, right. Yeah, Which 100%. was always like super fascinating to me how like in the show he plays a A lister, but in like real life he's like a an indie guy kind of. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. was always a cool ass dynamic for me watching it. So the biggest difference to me is nowadays how it would be different today is like Vince is not going broke because he's yeah he could at least like and you could see Turtle being like dude uh you know this guy I met he has this new liquor or something promote this for a hundred K and it's like they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. So that's I think the biggest one for me. He's also not like agreeing to do the pilot or Charlie's pilot as a favor. He would get like top dollar to do the pilot because like TV uh, movie stars do TV all the time now. And like, it'd be a big fucking deal. And he would do it for a generous paycheck. And that Amy Miller chick would give him a generous paycheck just to have him even just for the pilot episode of the show. Yeah, for sure. But I think, you know, that crossed my mind too, but I think because of his relationship with E, he would probably be like, ah, give it to E or give it to like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like give it to, give it to Bow Wow's catch, give it to Charlie, you know, like let him get his feet wet or whatnot. And then obviously, I guess Dom probably wouldn't lead the cops on a high-speed chase in California for having weed in his glove box because weed is legal yep. in a lot of states, including California. So it would have to be something else or like, you know, again, though, he has like two strikes. So he was just terrified that like, it could have been anything, you know, he could have an expired fucking license and he took off uh, in the car. So no big deal. Faces in the crowd. Every week we talk about someone in a scene who maybe has a bitter career. You know, outside of Entourage, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Amy Miller. So, the actress who plays Amy Miller, the TV executive uh, at the network, her name's Janet Varney. 
she's an actress, a comedian, writer, producer, and she's also like a really, really famous voice actress. She voices Korra in the Nickelodeon animated television series The Legend of Korra. She's done all these like um, movie rewatch podcasts, kind of like that mystery science theater thing where she like voices over famous movies. And I found this out, and this is something personal to me. She's the co-founder, creative director, and producer of SF Sketchfest, the San Francisco Comedy Festival, of which I performed in back in 2015. So that was totally cool. I had no idea that she like ran that festival when I was a you know a young stand-up comedian doing that shit. But it was cool to see that. That's dope, man. I didn't know anything about her. Uh, I didn't even know that she did all that extra stuff. So that's that's pretty that's pretty fire. Who would you say was the wins the Sits Man Award this week, Lamb? Like, you, obviously, like it's just someone who comes in for a couple scenes and like lights it up off the bench. Twelve points, six rebounds. There's a couple. I I liked Bob. Yeah, Bob, Bob was Martin Landau's a legend. Dude. Yeah, he was just like he was so annoying to Ari, and you saw how how flustered he had him. And it was just perfect. He was the perfect pest. Like they, it's that guy at the YMCA when you're playing pickup basketball, and he's just known for being the guy that like he brings a towel, right? He yep. uh, he goes way too hard, you know. Like you're like, oh my god, I, I hate. It's, he's not even that good, dude. But he's just annoying to play against. Like that's how he was to Ari on the golf course. So to me, the the Bob character in this one was tremendous. Six man. We did a nice, the Ramones pitcher callback. Like when he was trying to get Vince to do the Ramones pitcher, like uh, Alan Gray is like, the Ramones pitcher, nothing's dead in this town. Let's talk about it. And there's some really nice, like interaction. Ari, I don't miss putts inside 10 feet. Even Bob knows that. And Bob goes, well, how would I know that? The only putts I see is standing in front of me. It's great riding. Like, uh, <laughs> So well, good. You've got to cup this one to tie, Ari. I mean, it's not an easy shot. No shit, Bob. Any advice there, Phil? Pray, Ari. Don't bother. I'm sure God gave up on you a long time ago. Martin Landau, iconic, iconic actor. He started his career with a supporting role in North by Northwest by Alfred Hitchcock. He was in uh, the original Mission Impossible television series, and he won an Academy Award, Screen Actors Guild Award, and a Golden Globe Award. For the supporting role of Bella Ladazi in Ed Wood. He headed the Hollywood branch of the Actors Studio until his death in July 2017. Not that long ago he passed, but uh, so good to see him back as Bob Ryan. Really, really, really incredible performance. What a, what about Ari not missing putts inside 10 feet? What is he, just like the best putter of all time? That's at the hardest part of the fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, seriously, yeah. What was your favorite Johnny Drama moment? We've talked about a couple of them. Um, but I, I have a few if you want. I, let me start. Let me see if you, you can fill in some of the breaks. I, I love the whole breakfast thing. The whole breakfast, like, psychotic, like, no, 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 no. It's Fibercon cereal with Raisin Bran raisins. It's apple juice, orange juice with a splash of V8. And it's fucking a banana sliced paper thin with a plastic knife. I mean, that is like celebrity prima donna douchebaggery at its finest. I'm going to need you to get me breakfast while I look at my sides. Okay, no problem. What do you want? Fibercon raisin. Done. Wait, that's Fibercon cereal with raisins added. Gotcha. But I want the raisins added in the raisin brand box. I don't understand. Pour a bowl of Fibercon, open up a box of raisin brand, grab 20 or 30 raisins out of it. Also, I need half orange juice, half apple juice, and a coffee mug with a splash of V8. And paper thin banana slices, about an eighth of an inch thick. How am I supposed to know if they're an eighth of an inch? You should be able to see through them. You're fucking with me, right? You gonna question everything I asked today? No, no. Because I'll tell Vince. No, no, you don't have to tell Vince anything. Don't make me. Now go on the hop. You know how angry I get when my blood sugar drops. Well, so mine, mine kind of uh, captures all of it throughout the episode. And it's early on when yep. Vince pitches the idea of Turtle being his assistant. Drama always exaggerates throughout Entourage, and yeah. he carries himself like he's on the same level playing field with like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon sure. and even Vince, right? So him explaining just how difficult it would be to be his assistant, <laughs> and Turtle's like, yo, are you kidding? Basically, like, what are you talking about, bro? It's not that hard. You're like, you just got in a show after, what, two decades practically, yeah. right? Like, Vikings yeah. was so long ago, but... 
drama throughout all of this, it's like he puts so much pressure on himself and he carries himself like Vince and I used to chase the same girls. And it's like, no, no, you guys did it. You're older than him. Back in my yeah, back yeah. in my Pacific Blue days. He just, back when I was on 90210 and you're like, dude, what are you talking about? He always carries himself like an A-plus list actor. And to me, like, right. it ties into like the raisin thing. It's like, damn, yeah, I would do that for like Rihanna, but for drama, yeah. what am I, raisins from Raisin Brand? I'm good, dude. He has a little line right when they pull up on the set where he says to Turtle, the real reason I haven't found an assistant is that I haven't found someone who can match my intensity, especially when I'm creating. It's like, dude, you're a fucking bit player on a, like, not, it's not a sitcom, but it's like a network drama. Like, you maybe work, like, one day a week. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, he exaggerates just how difficult his life is throughout all of Entourage. Yeah. He is the iconic Greek symbol for theater where it's the smiling face and the sad face he's like both at the same time at all times i don't know about you and i hate to do this but i think he's aged the best for me like the more i watch entourage the more the johnny drama character i'm like this is this is my favorite character in the show he's the comedic like backbone of the show probably back in 2008 it was ari and I don't want to get into, like, the Ari character not having age, but also, like, you see an Ari Gold rant, you know the rant. Drama, just everything that comes out of his mouth is fucking funny. Yeah. It's delusional. Yes. It's backwards. It's so out of touch with reality, but it still works 14, 15 years later when we're watching the show. Yep. Absolutely, dude. That's exactly it. Speaking of Ari, is there any favorite Ari Gold moments? We have touched on a few of them. I wrote down this quote because I had to get it right. He tells Bob, he goes, the fact at your age you can whack anything is a miracle. <laughs> like, that was just like, that's an Ari Gold. Like, he says some wild yeah. shit throughout the years yeah. of Entourage. And we were, we were talking before we started recording about, like, you know, like the whole cancel culture. It's like, this show does yeah. not get made in 2022. Right. Wow, 100%. And, and, you know, the, the theater of it and how just like entertaining and funny it was for that time. Like that that line was just like that's su such an Ari line. Well, that's why it's such a perfect time capsule to that period. Mm -hmm. or, you know, the mid aughts is what they call it. Like 2008. Like you can get away with this stuff on TV and it's still funny. Like He has this interaction with E. Very, very beginning of the episode where E goes, wow, golf on a Wednesday, huh, Ari? In my next life, I want to come back as you. And Ari goes, I wish I could return the talent E, but I'd rather come back as one of Michael Vitt's dogs. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. If you actually think about how fucking insulting and horrible that is, it's terrible, but like, it's fucking hilarious. So Ari Gold, they can't say enough good things about the guy. Yep. Every week, Lamb, we talked about who won the episode, and Vince is excluded from this because Vince is the A-list movie star. So who besides Vince won this week's episode of Entourage? I don't know if this is going to surprise you, but I think this is the beginning of a turtle ascension Ooh. throughout the Ooh, series. I love this. Right? Yeah. He stands up for himself. He gets treated right. like shit by drama throughout all this with these weird-ass requests, and he tries his best. And, you know, he even tries to get him laid with the, with the extra, and, like, that's not good enough. My friends and I, we have a running joke, like, it's never good enough. Like no matter what it is in life, I just, my model throughout life is like, it's never good enough, dude. No matter what you do, yep. it's just never good enough. And <laughs> turtle kind of like, he stands up for himself. He's like, nah, dude, you're, you're, you're a dick to me. Like yeah. you're, you got to walk your ass back. I quit. <laughs> and it's the first, it's like the beginning of turtle shortly after. I don't want to spoil too much, but like you start seeing turtles making his own money and you know, he gets the, yeah gets the, the he gets the girl in a lot of the series moving forward too so to me in two weeks we'll be doing the jamie lynn siegler episode right but he, on the plane. but even yeah. uh not not uh the tequila girl too yeah great girl yeah. you know like yeah. he starts to get the girl so to me this is the beginning of turtle really becoming uh like a, a main character not that he wasn't a main character that's wrong to say but the turtle rise and he starts having his own storylines he's not just yeah. uh you know, the friend that put up the money for them to get out there kind of thing. Yeah, or the friend who just smokes weed. And yeah, and he's the chauffeur yeah. and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. I love that, dude. I, I genuinely was, like, kind of lost on who won the episode. I thought maybe Charlie the Comedian, since the network bought his script, and maybe he can, like, okay. you know, afford a car now or something. But, like, really, Turtle? Turtle's a good answer. I, I love that answer. Two questions left. Was this an A-list episode, a B-list episode, or a D-list episode of Entourage? And we can do pluses and minuses. Oh, man, man, man. Okay, so I'm going to give you two I'm going to give you two grades and I'm going to explain if that's cool. This is your show. Right, so I don't want to step on your toes. You no, no, saying? please. This is, okay. this is great. 
for what Entourage stands for, this is an A plus show, a A plus episode, right? I talk throughout about like the loyalty, uh, whether it's drama, not selling out turtle events, whether it's uh, Vince's loyalty to Dom, Eric's loyalty to Vince, trusting his instincts and Vince saying, yo, I believe in him. Ari going to bat to get Vince in the movie. You see a lot of what the Entourage series was. A bunch of friends growing up from Queens move out there. They become movie stars and everyone eats from this one guy. So to me, from a loyalty standpoint, which is what Entourage is, it's an A-plus episode. Now, That is such an amazing answer. Thank you. I love that so much. Thank you. Thank you. I I was hoping you would because I was like, you know, I, I hate when I do my show, dude, cheap little plug. When I do my show. I hate when I have to play both sides, but sometimes like yeah. I think it's justified to give like, you know, not devil's advocate, but be like, yes and no, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I think it's not that memorable of an episode as well. I could do without it. Yeah. So I see it, I see it similarly. Not that I'm, I'm super negative about it, but like despite the, the Dom A plot, which is just really a redemption arc for a character that people didn't like, the Ari Allen Phil Mickelson B plot is good, and the drama Turtle C plot is funny, but it's they're not super memorable. Mm. They were more like in rewatching this episode a few times, they were they were funnier and better than I remembered them being. But you never think to yourself, oh man, that iconic Entourage episode where Turtles drama's assistant for a day, or that iconic Entourage episode where Ari goes and dolls with Phil Mickelson and a guy dies of a heart attack at the end. It's just it's not in the lexicon of like you know. Hall of Fame entourage stuff, but that's also not a fair standard to hold every single episode to. Uh, I will say this aged better, and this was more pleasant upon rewatching it than I initially anticipated. So I would give it like a B, B minus, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I don't know if you do this with shows, especially one that you've watched so many times, where you'll go back and knowing how things played out, like that's why I gave the win to Turtle. Yeah. I don't think yeah. watching this the first time, it would have aged the same. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. No, but the, the turtle answer is such a good answer for who won this episode because this is kind of the first time we see – and we've seen him, you know, the Sidon stuff. We've seen him try to, like, make moves, but it's always been under, like, using Vince. And this is really truly him, like, kind of standing on his own two feet and, like, becoming his own man in, in a way. Yeah. Lamb, last question I asked it for all of our first-time guests. And this has been a lot of fun, and I'm, I really do hope to have you on again soon. Maybe we'll have you on for the next two seasons. Every season we'll have you on, something like that. Who are you in your own real-life entourage? Wow. This is <laughs> – all right, again, I'm, you got to let me explain, right? Let's go. Okay. I am an unbelievable driver. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, I so anytime we do road trips with my friends – uh, I'm not someone that drives fast, yeah. which is uh, really funny because I was going to be a Nassau County police officer, one of the highest paid law enforcements in the yeah. country, and sure. I got disqualified for a speeding ticket. No way. I did a, I did a 70 and a 50. So I wasn't even going like a buck 30, and it was yeah, in my yeah, work yeah. van. I was doing a bypass on the left lane with the van. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. So That's wild. so it's funny when I, I, I let people know, like, you know, I'm never... I'm, I'm a cruise control guy. I follow, I don't go, yeah. I don't speed to red lights, you know, to be cool. Like yeah. I don't do that. Right. So I'm an amazing driver. When we go on long road <laughs> trips, I'm the guy driving all my friends sleep yeah. in the back. They trust it. So I'm a little turtley. I'm also, yeah. uh, I like to say I'm a good person to bring to a party or an event that knows nobody there. Like I'm very, okay. I'm very social. Uh, social butterfly. yeah like you can you know if you bring me to a party i know nobody there and you got to go and handle your business you don't need to worry about like damn i haven't seen nick in an hour like is he on his phone sitting down like no i'm gonna make friends i'll that's kind of like my aura I, i'm very engaging that's valuable still dude people some people can't do that i don't think i'm very good at that to be honest with you yeah it's just like i think it's a queen's thing dude it could be a queen's thing <laughs> you know what i'm saying so uh and then um you know everyone wants to say vince Everyone wants to say Vince, yeah. but one of my good friends, he's actually in my phone as Rupert Pupkin. Oh, that's great. He's, uh, that's a nice that's a nice little uh, inside entourage. My buddy, my buddy uh Joe Sanagato, he's a big YouTuber, content creator. He does some uh, nice. comedy stuff as well. 
uh, he's probably like might be the most well-known person. He has like over like 8 million followers on his social medias combined. So I would say he's, he's definitely like Vince, but like in like the sports world, kind of like, I feel like my friends look at me as like the Vince guy, you know, like I'm kind of, I got all these networking connections. I know these athletes. I I work with the win in Vegas. Like I'm kind of the Vegas plug. So I'm a little bit of everything. I'm an only child, so I can't say I'm drama. Yeah, and yeah. uh i i do i do handle my business like like e you know like wow and then ran, randomly like you know i don't i haven't had a girlfriend since like high school okay and uh i don't really like date much but when i do like my friends are like yo how is she with you like i'm a big <laughs> yo i'm telling you dude this is gonna make you laugh one of my life goals is to like date someone really famous and tmz be like <laughs> why is she with him and i you want to be turtle I, yeah like yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. I want to be on the red carpet in my in my Grinch Kobe's that I paid way too much money for off StockX, and I want them to be like, "Why is she with him?" And I want the picture of me just like chugging a six pack. Like that's I want to be a howdy. How'd he get her? So I'm a little bit of all the guys, man. Dude, what a great answer! What a great episode of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, Nick. This has been a lot of fun. Where can the listeners of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah find you, follow you, listen to you? Dude, listen, I don't say this. Often, I don't say this at all. I gotta come back. Yeah, you're, you're, you're. I need you're to come back. I need to come back. <laughs> I had such a good ass time on this. I love this show. I started once I I heard about it. I've I've been like you know on on two speed, you know, because I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I'm always yeah. on two speed, so I'm catching up to a bunch of the episodes that I, I'm a fan of. You can find me at Nick Deus Ten on all social media outlets, VeteransMinimum.com. You can find my podcast. The YouTube videos, all the shit VM is on there. I finally put up a website. There's merch too. Just makes it easier to find everything. This has been a blast. I'm in New York uh, in a month, so let's sit together and throw down a little bit. Dude, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it for sure, man. You know what? Maybe we could do a we could do a pod. Have you come on and we could talk some shit. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Thank you very much, man. I'll talk to you soon.